my job here is to actually make you assess of what's the actual problem. And uh, I'm, I'm talking as a scientist right now, as a behavioral scientist. Uh, after going through so much research, I, uh, if I had to name one problem that the world is suffering from, today is the session which is going to talk about that problem. Now, the, the biggest problem that we're facing specifically in regards to what our kids are going through, what our children are going through, is the lack of awareness of what kind of problems, what kind of evil we have actually unleashed through this, this magnificent and glamorous world of technology, and we've just given it in the hands of our kids who, who, whose brains were not ready for handling the kind of uh, chemistry this technology actually brings with it. And let me just give you an example of how, how, how big of a problem this is. And, you know, this kind of gap was never this wide between two generations when it came down to people who were living in the, the 19th century or the 20th century. The problem after 1999, and there's a reason why I chose this here, became the, became the most uh, uh, important this year became the most important year because the kind of investment and the speed at which we as human beings took to technology, took to the screens, took to uh, the uh, high-speed internet and uh, computers actually became the actual uh, uh, commonality between the lower socioeconomic group to the higher socioeconomic classes. Everybody started getting affected through the to the problems of, uh, you know, uh, smart screens and microwaves and fast cars and, you know, computer-based technology in cars as well as homes, as well as offices. All of a sudden, we didn't realize that there was something that was happening within our own brains, within our own systems. And that chemistry is something that I want you to know. Because in the 16th, 17th, and 18th century, there was still a, a, a term called generation gap. But that generation gap was insignificant when it came down to um, address, uh, talking about in a, a problem of how parents can actually you know, understand what kind of role they're actually giving to their children, or children uh, understanding you know, the kind of inheritance of the wisdom or the kind of worldview the parents were giving them. Today's generation, specifically the people who just became parents, the millennials who were born in the late 80s uh, or early 80s, uh, and even in the early 90s who just became parents, we, we, we actually uh, are, I'm going to talk about those people specifically because they're going to face the biggest problem ever. What does a computer or a microwave or a smart screen do to the human brain? That is the number one question we all should understand. Let me tell you how, how the, 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 the brain works so that you can understand how big of a problem it'll be. And uh, Marwa, if you can just start recording this session from here on, because this is going to be reused uh, uh, plenty. Uh, for the people who are participating on Zoom, we're already on YouTube live here, so, you know, uh, the people who are watching on YouTube live, this is going to be available for, uh, for, for future review as well. Now, if you have any questions, please keep, uh, keep uh, uh, adding that in the chat session. And if you can 
we kind of now you can use your microphone to uh, to ask me a question because after uh, this moment in the program, uh, people who are going to join now won't be able to catch up. Okay, so what's going on here? What does technology do, and where is the bigger problem? The bigger problem is within our own brain, within our own system, and that system is called the limbic system. That our limbic system of the brain is the center of all emotions. That limbic system is run through certain neurotransmitters. One of those neurotransmitters which actually caused all of this technology to come out is called dopamine. Now we know dopamine, we've heard dopamine, we know dopamine for, for, for you know, its, its potency and its value and its is 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 fame through opiate drugs and 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 marijuana and heroin and and cocaine or even uh, tobacco but what dopamine actually uh does or 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 is is affected by is any and everything uh because dopamine has many centers and I'll tell you quickly what a center is and what the chemi chemical actually has to do with its own center a center is that specific gland inside your, uh, your, your neurons that open up uh, whenever your mind actually starts to uh, believe that you have to do something, to achieve something. Or, or, or if you have done or achieved something, your mind can actually accept some sort of an output in terms of praise or recognition. Or if you estimate a, a certain amount of effort to, for some certain achievement, and if that certain achievement is done under or equal to that amount of effort, then that, that specific uh, center gets that, that chemical called dopamine. Let me give you an example. Because I just to told you three different ways of actually inducing dopamine inside our own brain. So if I have to actually go uh, pick up laundry, I pick up my own laundry from my, my dry cleaner, my mind has actually set me up that, you know, because there's a need, I need to, I need clean clothes. Now, if I actually go and pick up my dry cleaning, uh, as soon as I'm going to pick up that dry cleaning, and my task is going to be completed, as soon as I'm going to pick up my dry cleaning, my, my empty dopamine center which was open ever since I thought about picking up my dry cleaning, uh, is going to get that amount of dopamine. That's how the brain actually fulfills. And as soon as I'm going to get that task achieved, I'm going to get that feeling of completion. And that good feeling is the feeling of that dopamine coming into the open center inside my brain. Now, that's, that's a very simple mechanism. The whole human race has been running on this mechanism. People who have to do something, as soon as they do something, they get dopamine. What's wrong with that? Let me get, tell you what's wrong with that in just a moment. Now, if I have to narrate a story or sing a song, I act and, and I do that and I have to have a speech or I'm doing this session, as soon as I do this session, I get a lot of praise and acclamation and applause. That is something that is also going to give me dopamine. If I have to run a, uh, go towards a, uh, a certain, well, uh, on a certain journey, and 
all of a sudden uh, I'm walking towards that certain point or I, you know, I have to do a, a, a one mile run or, or whatever I have to do, which requires a certain amount of effort. And all of a sudden I get uh, picked by one of my friends in the car. If I have to go to the, the mosque to pray and somebody just picks me up uh, in his car because the, the mosque is too far, all of a sudden my estimated effort to do that task is reduced because of the, the convenience I just got because of the car. As soon as I'm going to get that estimated effort uh, lessened or my actual amount of effort is less than my estimated effort, I'm going to get dopamine because I thought I was going to spend a lot of effort, ended up less or no effort. This is the third way of getting dopamine. Now, these are very simple examples I'm giving you. And this has been going on since Adam and Eve. People who estimate a certain amount of effort and end up not putting that kind of effort feel good. People who get appraised or praised for whatever work that they've done, they feel good. People who complete their tasks, whatever their task, the thing that they require their task to be done, uh, they feel good. Good enough, very simple equations. Now you have to understand, I'm just talking about a few things here. But these are the few things that have actually going that have caused the biggest, biggest possible devastation to the human fabric. And this is the problem that our kids are going to go through and which most of our of them are going through. Because what technology has done is it has actually enhanced all of these dopamine centers at such a magnificent level that it's not only that it's inorganic but it is not controllable at the same time. Now, let me give you an example. In less than 40 years ago, we, we used to have, you know, those kitchen appliances which were introduced, and, you know, women who used to, you know, clean up their clothes or the whole house laundry or cooking, they used to do it manually. But as soon as the machines came in, the efforts got reduced. Now, if... We take all of these women who do their house chores and, you know, do their, 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 their house cleaning and take them back 100 years from, from now when there were no washing machines, where there were no electric stoves, they are going to go through a certain feeling. Imagine all the mothers are listening. If I take you 100 years from now, all of a sudden, even if you put, put you in the most uh, affluent of the houses, you are going to go through a severe depression because you're not going to find a washing machine there. You're not going to find an electric kettle there. You're not going to find a microwave there because that has not been invented 100 years ago. Even if I put you in, you know, in the house of actual Queen Victoria, who was alive 100 years ago, you're going to feel depressed because so, you're so used to the microwaves, you're so used to washing machines, and you're so used to all of that convenience this technology has brought you. Why are you going to go through severe depression? Why are you going to go through severe inconvenience, even if you're living in the Buckingham Palace in Queen Victoria's time? That is a very clear test, a litmus test of what human children are going through. You have to understand, our kids are going through that severe depression every single day. We just call it ADHD and OCD and so on, you know, and whatnot. There's so many new names of the diseases. Why are they going through all of these problems? I gave you a very clear way of understanding what kind of problems your kids are going through. 
because you are going to go through the same problems if I take you 100 years from now. But the question is, our kids are not born 100 years from now. We are not put, pulling them back 100 years from, from, from now. Why are they depressed in this, this, and why are they impatient? Why are they frustrated and irritated in, the, in, in their own times? I can understand why a woman would be irritated and frustrated and impatient. Because when she's going to be cooking, she'll be looking at the whole fire and, you know, making that tea in that, in that pot. And everyone will be looking at her all weirdly. Why is she so impatient? Why is she so frustrated? Because, you know, this is, this is the laws of physics in action. Nobody can speed up how, how, how fast you can make tea or make, make food. But that girl is going to tell us that, no, there is a lot more uh, uh, ways where you can actually hasten and speed up this process of making food and cooking and everything and washing uh, the clothes. Now, people who who have not seen the machine, they're not going to understand why she's so frustrated. Now, the problem is that it's not the machine, it's the brain that is actually causing the frustration and the irritation. It is not the technology, it is what technology has done to the brain. And that is the part of the brain that I'm going to talk about because this is what we're going through, our kids are going through, and we just can't see it because we just don't know the science. When a dopamine center gets the dopamine, which is more than the required amount, the dopamine center enhances its size to cater for that dopamine. That's exactly what happens to anybody who smokes. Because as soon as he, he smokes the first cigarette, his externally induced dopamine is more than what his brain can possibly fathom. So all the dopamine centers get filled with extra amount of dopamine and they actually rupture. They actually get more dopamine that they can actually cater for. So they, they are destroyed. But since they're protein cells, they don't get destroyed. What they do is they increase in size every single time they get an overflow of dopamine. So every time you're going to smoke, you're going to enhance the, the, the size of the dopamine uh, center. So next time, one cigarette is not going to be enough because now your dopamine center is enhanced. You need two cigarettes to cater for the need of the smoke. Everyone who knows what smoking is knows what I'm talking about. And people who do not smoke know what addiction is. And they now know after today's session the scientific definition of addiction. Addiction is the enhancement of the size of those cups where the dopamine comes in. Now, the bigger the size is, the more dopamine they're going to require. It's just like uh, when somebody starts to eat too much, his stomach increases in size. And as soon as he increases the size of his stomach, next time he gets more hungry and he needs more food to cater for the bigger size of the stomach. And the more he's going to fill the stomach, the bigger his stomach's going to be. And that's what, what the layman example is of a dopamine work, even though Stomach has very little to do with dopamine. Dopamine centers are inside the brain. So what's going on now? Why are we talking about addiction, dopamine, and convenience? What does that gather with our kids? Let me give you an example now. There's a center called D1A of dopamine, which is known for getting all the dopamine as soon as some task is accomplished. So if I have to pick up my dry cleaning, 
and I end up picking my dry cleaning if I have to get my car serviced and, and, and I end up getting my car serviced if I have to write an email as soon as I end up writing that email and I press that send button if I have to write the, an SMS and I press that send button that open center of the dopamine is going to get the dopamine. When did the center get open? As soon as I thought of a task. As soon as some requirement was upon me. So as soon as I think that something is needed to be done, my dopamine center opens. And that keeps motivating me, irritating me, frustrating me to get that task done. As soon as I get that task done, I get the dopamine in that center. Very simple. Now, what's the problem? The problem is when we overdo it to an extent which, is, which, which, which makes it irrecoverable and unnatural. Let me give you an example. When a child, your children, my children, sit on the PlayStation or Nintendo or, or Sony uh, or, or, or the Xbox or whatever video game that you have on the cell phone, and they start playing that cell phone or, or, or video game, let me give you an example, which is literally true, and I've run tests on it, so I'm going to give you an example. As soon as your child is playing that football FIFA game, and he picks up a team of, a team of 11 players, and the match starts, every time he clicks on a button for one player to pass the ball to the other, the dopamine center opens every single time he needs the pass to be delivered. As soon as that ball goes to the other player, he gets the, the dopamine. So, in a matter of less than 10 minutes of that football game, video game, he's going to get an exact amount of dopamine which a smoker gets when he smokes 20 cigarettes, which is one pack of cigarettes. As soon as that one man who's smoking 20 cigarettes, that is the amount of dopamine he's going to get. Our child is going to get the same amount of dopamine in just 10 minutes of playing FIFA. He estimates more than 8,000 clicks every 10 minutes. 8,000 clicks are done every 10 minutes. More than that, of course, this is a, an average. Could be 10,000, could be, could be, could be, could be even more if he's, you know, really playing uh, really well. So 10,000, 10,000 uh, times the dopamine standard is going to get filled up, which means he's going to get an equal amount of dopamine as a smoke addict goes through. And no smoker in the world can smoke 20 cigarettes in 10 minutes. So our kids are going to go through a way bigger surge of dopamine. So what's What's the problem? He's not smoking tar. He does not have that tobacco going inside. What's the problem with dopamine? The problem is that dopamine, that amount of dopamine, your brain, we cannot process all of that dopamine because those centers are not that big in, in size. So initially, your kids are going get, to get really excited because that dopamine is going to get them real high. And you can see after a few, few days, that child is going to come to you and he's going to ask you for, for, for more extreme games. He's going to get bored from the same game in less than two days. Why does he get bored? Because that game can only give that amount of dopamine. But now his center is enhanced, just like a smoker. 
and then he's going to get more games and more CDs and more, 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 more games and more dopamine. And you know, in a matter of less than a month, you can't even do the math on how much dopamine. I've shared the presentation with the host. If she can actually share you uh, with you the presentation on the on on Zoom, you can actually see uh, the the pictures of the brain I just drew uh, of how our kids are going through such an excess amount of uh, dopamine, which is uh, going to cause the list of problems I'm just going to give you. And I'm just talking about one center here. Just like that, let's just talk about another center, D3, which is a center of praise and recognition. As soon as somebody recognizes me for my effort or my job, I, I start to feel good. Why do we feel good when we are praised? Because as soon as we get recognition, we get dopamine. And that's a totally different science of how it has happened, because I'm not going to go through all the science of how it happens. However, it's, 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 it's basic common sense that you like to be praised. Why do you feel that happiness when people are praising you? That's the surge of dopamine. So the more you're going to get your child to be used to getting a, a, a praise and uh, recognized and motivated and appreciated, awarded and rewarded, the more is going to get addicted to, to, to praise and rewards. And this is a problem of why our kids are always acting like brats. They always are comparing themselves with other people and are looking for their, their parents or the teachers to recognize every single time they need that appreciation. This is generating deep level narcissism in our kids. And that narcissistic child is going to grow up to be nothing but evil later on. Narcissism has caused nothing but devastation to the planet. Think about any bad or wrong leader that ever came about. The actual cause of his, his devastation from Hitler to Stalin to even earlier times. All of the names, the one common cause between all evil leadership was narcissism. And we're generating narcissism way more than Hitler can possibly fathom in a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old. That's what dopamine does. When you have been uh, achieved or, or, or received some sort of convenience, when your effort has been reduced, when your time has been saved from Kareem or Uber, from, from microwaves and smart screens, from 4G and LTE technology, from, from any and everything which was not available 10 years ago, all of a sudden you were born in the time when everything was already on LTE and 4G, you cannot really recognize of why people are trying to tell you to read books because you cannot possibly put yourself to read 200 pages because that's going to take a lot of time. You're not used to spending so much time on doing anything, everything, and that's why you're going to try and be more addicted to convenience and all the brands you can possibly see on TV from Amazon to Google to Alibaba to, to Daraz to to anything that is, or Uber or, or whatever is, they're just selling, or, or Intel or Microsoft to Netscape to Apple. Uh, I mean, you name it, any and every single thing is trying to sell you this one thing, and that's convenience. They're trying to either save you time or effort. So, what's that going to do to us? That's going to make sure that the one thing that is what a human being is known for, which is res resilience 
and, 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 and our ability to, to actually put ourselves into some sort of inconvenience and come out of it as, 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 as a triumphant uh, species and try and save not only ourselves but the rest of the world, the one powerhouse, the one nuclear reactor we were born with, that's the one source of energy that is ripping it, ripping it, uh, that, that source of energy away from, from our kids. And this is a very, very big problem. Mara, uh, just go to that dopamine section of, the, of this presentation, just go through that so that people cannot just, you know, because this, this deck has a lot of chemical chemistry in there. Just go to the section of dopamine. So there are five centers of dopamine. Every center has a totally different attribute, and every center causes you happiness. And whatever you're going to find in Google, whatever you're going to find in, in all of those, those, those forwarded social media articles about dopamine, it does not tell you the actual problem. That's why we need to go into the deeper science to understand what is the biggest problem this planet is suffering from and how deep it is and how well masked it is in the world of happiness and shape of happiness and joy. I'm not telling you to, to, to be against happiness. What I'm saying is you need to actually understand how is it being masked how, 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 how big of an addict our kid is, has, has become just because we want him to be happy. Before the age of 12, there cannot be anything remotely related to this sort of technology which our kids are supposed to be exposed to. After the age of 12, that is the age of inconvenience anyway. In organic development of the human brain, after the age of 12 and 13, you're supposed to put your kids through some problems through some, which are going to require their physical and mental effort. Wise people were against using calculators. And we are now actually giving computers to our kids. This is going to devastate our, 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 our children, has devastated our children. You can see the frustration and the number of cases in depression of depression in millennials, which is more than a thousand percent in from compared to the last generation alone. Just in the last generation from the millennials, people who were born in the 60s, they lived a very better and healthier life. And that's why you can see a lot more human achievement in from that generation. And you can see a lot more cases of suicide, runaways, divorces. Uh, let me just take divorce as a case study. Divorce happens, as a psychologist I'm telling you, divorce happens because when two selfish people come together and they just lose or have no ability or sense of giving. Divorce never happened when there was a giver in, in, in either one of the two. And if you, if you have two people who are not givers, their relationship is not going to last, even if it is two boys coming in as friends, two girls coming in as friends, or if it is a mother or son, or, 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 or a father or, or son or daughter, or even a husband or wife. Any and every relationship that is uh, based on uh, receiving only, that is not going to last. And what is that, that sense of receiving? That sense of receiving is based on the emptiness of the dopamine center. 
It's a true dopamine addict. cannot live in any sort of relationship. Hence divorce. The chemical of giving is not dopamine, it's called oxytocin. And that's why our mothers always were in a giving relationship with their kids. And that's why we have had no problems with the kind of relationship we've ever had with our mothers. Now, even mothers these days are having problems with their kids because the excessive selfishness, the excessive impatience, the excessive lethargy, the excessive fatigue, the excessive depression, the excessive frustration in our kids is not handleable by, by the, the kind of training our mothers are going through. Because they do not understand what's going, inside, going inside the brains of our, our, our children. We're going to do three episodes on dopamine only. Today is the first episode. Even if you don't understand most of it, I'm going to reiterate it so many times that you can understand literally what dopamine does and how big of a problem dopamine creates inside the human uh, brain and, and, and the kind of relationships a dopamine can, can or cannot have. Now, how does suicide happen? How does any sort of case of depression or anxiety happen? It happens because when an empty dopamine center is left unattended and it does not get sort of hyperactivity. And one of those hyperactivities is to kill himself or herself. Simple. This is how, how simple it is to understand how suicide happens, how, how depression happens. So we are generating, we are generating so much dopamine. I'm talking about especially the, the, the millennials who are parents now. We are generating so much dopamine in our kids that we are setting them up as zombies. They are raised, they're being raised up as the most selfish people because dopamine is the only self, selfish chemical. And the more dopamine you're going to fill, fill them up with through video games, through smart screens, through, through fast cars, through convenience, through time saving, through Ubers, and through, through all of these computers, you have to understand you are setting them up for the worst possible quality of life that you cannot even imagine right now. You can't, you can't imagine as parents. And this is why they're going to become a million times more impatient and their, their frustration is going to go through the roof, which is not controllable by people who are not raised in that sort of... And every single day, we're taking leaps and bounds towards getting more convenience down to our kids. And we think this is the, the, the duty of a parent to, to make, give more convenience to our kids. Where does that feeling come from? That feeling comes from our own dopaminergic uh, reaction, our own addiction to dopamine. Every parent is trying to get way better of a lifestyle, and that lifestyle is determined by everybody. Ever since Adam, salam, everybody thinks that lifestyle means better convenience, more convenience. But we're generating more arrogance now, we're generating more ungratefulness, narcissism, because this high amount of dopamine is going to cause nothing but narcissism. That's why our kids are hungry for entitlement. They have absolutely no patience to wait for the kind of gratification that comes in uh, after a, a certain amount of effort that you put in in the task. No, they cannot. They want instant gratification. Anything that ever can be achieved, they want to achieve it right away. You can see what kind of cheats that are going to apply in their lives and with lives full of cheats is a 
is, is a life of evil and evil alone. And this is what you can see in their kids. Their more moral fiber is absolutely second to, to zero. I mean, they're, they're just, they're absolutely, there's no base on which their morality is going to stand up and, and get erected because morality is based on giving only. And dopamine addicts never, ever give. They cannot give. Dope addicts only live to receive and to get their benefits and to get their entitlement and to get their, their attention and to get their praise and to get their sense of superiority and to get their uh, uh, gratification right away. You can see all of those arrogance, uh, that arrogance in, your, in our kids. You can see the addiction to populism in our kids. Everybody who is chasing followers and likes because of dopamine. You put in a video, everyone is what you... Okay, let me give you another example. The kind of, the amount of dopamine that you can get from one rag of the marijuana cigarette, one rag only, is exactly equal to when you get one like on any post that you put on, 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 on your Facebook. One like equals to one rag of marijuana, and that's a very high dose of dopamine. That's the kind of addiction, that's the kind of you know, that's how low we are actually, you know, pushing our kids to, to go. And we just, we're just laughing about this because we cannot see it. We can, because there's this, this, this whole layers of our body in front of whatever the, the whole chemistry is, is, is uh, you know, the kind of devastation we cause inside the brains. As I said before, we're going to do three episodes. One of this episode, first our, our first time, most of the problems that we see in our kids I'm addressing that through dopamine. And if you, do, if you understand dopamine alone, most of your, your, your assessment and diagnosis is going to come through. This is the only cause of evil that has ever come across our planet. Any and everything that you can read in the Quran and Hadith about how shaitan comes in and tries to entice you, that strike, that hit is straight up on the centers of dopamine only. He, there is no other center that Shaitan actually entices. Any and everything that you can possibly think of is based on the, the kind of dilation uh, of dopamine. And this, this is why we need to understand how important this, this whole concept is. And this is not my opinion. This is scientific fact. Let me give you a very scary picture. My father's generation was born in the 40s, actually late 40s, 50s, their regular dopamine levels were 1.2 nanoliter per milligram. Regular dopamine levels. My generation's dopamine level are way over 30 nanoliter per milligram. That's an increase of three. I can't even do the math on the exact amount of dopamine we've actually put ourselves into. And that's not the biggest alarm. Biggest alarm is that our kids who are 10 and 12 right now, the Generation Z, their dopamine centers generate more than 450 nanoliters per milligram. This, this is the generation of zombies. This is how selfish they become. If you ever want to measure selfishness, you got it right there. From one nanoliter per milligram, 
to 450 nanoliter per milligram in just one generation. In just one generation. You think this is a small problem? No, this is not a small problem. This is as big of a problem as you can possibly, and that's why I, I, I started this session that if one, if I could say one problem, what human beings are suffering from, there you have it. This is that one problem that all human, seven billion human beings are suffering from, and we are the actual cause of that problem. Because we took that nuclear bomb, bought it ourselves, and we just handed that nuclear bomb to our infants, three-year-olds, and made them take selfies with that nuclear bomb. And that nuclear bomb is the bomb of dope. And this is why I, I'm, 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 I'm more concerned about this than anything else in the world. Every immoral characteristic that you can possibly do your math on is based in dopamine only. And this is why we need to understand how, how, how evil we're making our kids. They are the, the people who are going to end up any, killing any and every human element that we ever possibly laid forth. Any and every human achievement in terms of morality, gone now. We cannot accept it any, expect it anymore. You cannot expect human behavior from selfish zombies. And that's what we've just done to our kids. It's not about present continuous tense as to what we are doing. No, it's past tense. We've already done it. We've already ruined our kids. I hope it's not irrecoverable. That's the only thing I can pray and hope for. We're running a lot of experiments. Well, in, we would not a lot, and not as many as but we have a proposed solution as to how to actually recover from this excessive dopaminergic generation. We have a proposed solution. And if anyone's seriously interested, which I doubt anyone is, we are going to give you a lot of therapies of how to put your, your, your kids through certain routines and certain therapies so that you can actually normalize your kids. But I am not getting enough responses from parents who are taking it serious enough. And I'm telling you, even if you're not going to take them serious, your kids are going to take this very seriously when they're going to grow old and they're going to actually uh, ruin the whole fabric of this, this human planet in less than uh, 20 years from now. So I need to actually understand that most people have understood my premise is, I hope this is not too technical. I did not, I, I, I tried my best not to go too technical. I did not open the brain in front of you. I just uh, spoke about uh, a general terminology of what dopamine does and how, how, how you know, the, the whole world right now from Facebook to YouTube right now and Zoom uh, or, or whatever we're actually using through eBay or, or, or Amazon any and every single thing from Twitter to, to Microsoft Intel chips, every single thing that you can think of is designed around dopamine. And that is the world that we actually live in. I've shared those slides, but you can see how an excitatory map of a dopamine center actually 
you know, generates how much dopamine when we just order a ride from Uber. This is, this is how, 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 how we're training our brains to become more and more addic addicted to, to dopamine by just, you know, clicks on buttons. And, you know, you can actually feel the irritation of dopamine centers as soon as your, your, your cell phone stops responding or your internet loses signals or, or you know, two times a million is the irritation that your kids are going to go through in every single walk of your life, of their lives. I hope I've made my, uh, I hope, I hope, I hope I've transmitted, I've given out that kind of seriousness and I've induced that kind of uh, uh, emergency in your, in your brains as it is in mine after studying so much, so many books in human beings that I, I, I just cannot help but do a million of these sessions so that I can make every what to do and how to actually fix this problem. Okay, I, any problem that you can possibly give me here's all the problem that I have received from all the parents, every a problem, there was only one cause, dilation of the dopamine centers. They've dilated the centers of dopamine on, in their kids and their own selves. This is how it is. I'm going to take the questions now, and then uh, we're going to end this session in the next 10 minutes. So if you have any questions, I'm going to open up. Uh, I'm going to take simultaneous questions because this is the same session running on YouTube. So I don't know uh, how to actually... Okay, here it is. Okay. I can see all the questions. I'm going to take questions one by one. I'm a 27-year-old girl or a boy that was not mentioned. How should I control... Okay, it's the last, so it's a boy. How should I control my dopamine level? I sh should I balance my... I mean, using the relevant technology at the same time, not getting into it. Okay, first of all, the last question, you cannot stop your, I mean, there's no way to actually not get addicted while you're using anything. It's like you saying, how can I smoke without getting addicted to smoking? You cannot do that. You need to decide of what kind of price you're supposed to or willing to pay for that sort of addiction. That's it. There's no way. The human brain does not know, okay, you know what, the, the brain doesn't work like this. That, oh yeah, you know what, let's just not get this is a necessary thing. It doesn't work like that. However, if you give too much of a pause between two recurrent activities, so for example, if I smoke a cigarette today, and if I don't smoke for the next month, and then I smoke a cigarette today, then yeah, I'm not going to get addiction. Uh, but if I do it in, in lesser frequency, more, 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 more often than not, I am asking for trouble. So this is how the exact thing is going to be applied on, 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 on your uh, technology as well. I hope this, this makes it clear. Now, the first part of your question is way more important. If I am an addict, what am I supposed to do? Well, if you are an addict, then you got to go into a rehabilitation of your own self-therapy. That means go through inconvenience. After a few sessions, you'll understand the different centers for different sort of addiction. So whatever center that you've dilated is the kind of center that you're going to uh, retard. That means you're going to put yourself to that kind of inconvenience. 
Okay? So, depends on what kind of center has been dilated. So, let me just take another question from my YouTube here. Uh, if someone wants to study this topic through books, uh, in, well, you have to go through the academic literature of how dopamine works. It's a little technical. You'll have to study yourself up towards through endocrinology to neurobiology. These are the two subjects that, that you'll have to take up to understand it better. And as uh, conscious parents, you need to understand the basics of it anyway, even if you can't go through uh, the and the whole technicality. Okay, uh, can Satim control my dopamine? Okay, from Bangladesh. Okay, Satan and dopamine. Yes, Satan is dopamine. Shatnan does not have physical jurisdiction over you. He just tells you uh, what kind of task to accomplish. And as soon as he convinces you of the task, your dopamine center opens itself. Just like if your wife or your husband is saying, that you know what, let's just uh, please finish this task today. As soon as you get convinced that yeah, this task is important or worth doing, your dopamine center opens. As soon as it is open, the rest is just chemistry. Now you're going to have to do it yourself. For me, yeah, I went through all of your videos. Alhamdulillah, I changed all of my doubts. Okay, no, that's not a question. Thank you for the comment, though. Okay. Okay, there are a lot of questions about uh, why, uh, uh, how to get into, uh, how to get a breast, uh, I mean, how to learn about this. So, yeah, you'll have to go through academic tests and journals. Uh, do not keep Googling up all of this in terms of uh, um, you know, regular shared forwarded message and articles. No, go through academic articles which are in the published journals in different uh, societies or the internet as well you can find a few I can actually give you in counts uh, okay Tala is asking how dopamine related to nafs al-ammara and nafs al-lawama and nafs al-mutmainna nafs al-mutmainna is uh, uh, when you have actually put yourself in a lifestyle where you have realized that you receiving anything, you getting anything is going to cause this dopamine dilation. So you do not open your dopamine center. Uh, you live your life through oxytocin centers. That's in my way of telling you what nafs emotmaina is. You, you feel more satisfied in giving to people. You do not feel any sort of satisfaction and you realize how, how ill it is as a lifestyle to when you're receiving stuff. That's nafsimut mahina. So if you're not willing to receive anything, then you cannot be enticed into anything. So you're pretty well content that, uh, when it comes down to uh, when someone is taking stuff from you or when you see it and you don't get attracted towards it because you don't want it anyway. You're not in the receiving cycle. Okay, so nafsi uh, amara is uh, uh, such a dopamine addict that he thinks that that is the actual cause you know, uh, reality of life people and he thinks other people are in, at a loss if they're not receiving stuff and that's your pure capitalist uh, mentality and uh, he thinks that other people are dumb 
if they're not, you know, achieving more by getting more. That's nafsi himara. And nafsi lawama is the nafs which is, which has gained knowledge, that person, and he understands all of this, and he still goes through all that dopaminergic reaction, but he understands of how, how ill it is, and he starts to put himself under some inconvenience. And that's the pain that he takes upon himself. The sense of sacrifices has started to, to come in. That's nafse uh, lawama that is causing him to feel bad and still does bad and feels bad and does bad and feels bad. Okay, so uh, this is something which is you, you better understand. Through dopamine, you can understand what shaitan is and how, how it works. Uh, next question is uh, restless leg syndrome or thumb sucking is also, yeah, it is uh, an indicator of whether the person is really sunk into dopamine. If he's sucking, suckling on his thumb or moving around and he has fidgety, uh, fidgety behavior. Uh, now I understand homeschooling is the only solution to save our generations. Yes, now you're very close to why I keep propagating homeschooling. Uh, keep asking questions if you don't understand. Uh, okay, so uh, guys, you can post your questions. I'm going to do two more sessions on dopamine and hopefully it's going to be very detailed. I'm going to open a little bit more science next time onwards. Uh, but uh, unless you understand the science, please do not try and practice your own art on your kids. Learn the science. Uh, question is, uh, sir, scientists say that emotions have families. Oh, yeah, the emotions have families. So let's just say happiness and emotion. Happiness, it can be caused through uh, six or seven different ways. Appreciation or accomplishment or uh, Fulfillment of curiosity, uh, uh, making other people's happy can also cause you happiness. So there, there's a family of different emotions. What I'm trying to tell you is to differentiate between the things that are going to cause you uh, a moral damage, a moral loss of morality. Because a lot of happiness is not good happiness, and we should understand that. You getting a new car is making you happy. Did you need it? I don't know. If you didn't then that happiness is not a good happiness. And you can get addicted to it. Most people are and most world, the world is. And that's the real problem. I want to take one more question before we get it out because it's, uh, it's uh, an hour mark now. We were supposed to do a 40-minute session. Uh, question is, how can we control this dopamine thing? Like, it's natural. Every task that we do eventually hit the dopamine. Uh, let me just read it again. Oh, there's an amazing question by Mr. Shafiq. He says, any and everything is going to cause dopamine because we're going to be doing anything anyway, right? Yes, that's amazing. Yes. Uh, dopamine is not a bad chemical. Nothing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it bad. What I'm saying is, you put that dopamine on and give it the wings of technology and inorganic you know, microwaves and cell phones and fast cars. I'm just saying anything that is, you know, inorganic. That is going to cause way more devastation and is going to rupture the dopamine centers bigger than they're supposed to be. You reading a book is not going to cause dopamine centers to go up. It takes a, a week to finish a book on normal pace. Like people, you can read it in one day as well. But, uh, um, 
you know, if you actually install an app and then you listen to that book in 10 minutes because there are so many apps I'm going to give you the gist of that book in five minutes, you know, there's so many apps, then you are going to get a lot more dopamine and you're not going to get that kind of, that, that sort of, uh, that, that sense of the, the, the essence of the book. And this is, you know, my way of actually letting you, I mean, my example, for so that you can understand that there's a way of naturally getting dopamine and there's a way of the not through natural means. Uh, all of those that, that dopamine uh, is going to come naturally to you is uh, what your body is designed for. Uh, anything which is going to keep your dopamine centers, which your original centers intact, the size of the center intact, is good. Okay, so generation, now you can see the gap. My, scientific way of telling you what generation gap is that my father's dopamine centers were 1.2 nanoliters and my, my, my son, his grandfather, my son's dopamine levels are 450 nanoliters per, per, per milligram. This is the generation gap. Mine are in the 30s and, and you see the kind of steep graph, it actually, you know, it just goes up and then just lifts up vertically. This is the kind of uh, generation gap that we actually and this is why we won't be able to understand anything. And even if we do understand a lot of things, our kids are never going to understand us. And this is because of lack of uh, patience that they're going to have, lack of understanding of the kind of effort and, and everything it requires. So in other words, we, we might raise a lot of intelligent kids, but we're not ever going to raise wise kids uh, in the next generations. Uh, is, so is it a plan of... Shaitan, uh, well, Shaitan actually, uh, yeah, well, in a lot of ways, that's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm going to end the session with that. Yes, it is satanic. As satanic as I've seen anything. If there was a Shaitan in our system, this is where he's uh, living in. And this is why we feel so good when we uh, do or get something or achieve something. Uh, when you know, in, in, in unnaturally, we feel way better. And uh, even though dopamine unnaturally achieved comes with an immediate dose of regret, and that's where you know your nafs is actually trying to tell you of what to, I mean, how to assess all of this internally, because the moral code lies within every human being. So we can actually tell that you know this is not something which is, which is uh, naturally coming to me. Or should have come naturally in that speed or in that that sort of convenience. Okay. So uh, I'm just going to. I think we've done with the with the question and answers. Uh, our next two episodes, hopefully, we're going to try and uh, go into a far more detail uh, because you know this is the first session. I don't want to go into that kind of technicality. Uh, last question is, does following Islamic lifestyle enhance our dopamine centers? Uh, no, following Islamic lifestyle enhances our oxytocin centers, not dopamine centers. If anything, your dopamine centers are going to be reduced drastically if you follow the sunnah. All of your sunnah is on the very pivot that you have to do everything yourself. So if you have to do everything yourself, then uh, you cannot actually, you know, uh, induce dopamine organically. So uh, 
next uh, two episodes we're going to do, I'm going to give you a lot of things of what to do. Hopefully that's the point of doing three episodes. Otherwise, this would have been a, a three-hour session. So hopefully we'll know uh, how to deal with this. Don't worry, because I'm getting a question here uh, that uh, we need the therapy. We, I, I'll give you the therapy. Don't worry. So guys, uh, thank you so much for uh, for uh, your participation again. And I'm going to hopefully uh, try and continue as much as I can um, so that we can actually try and learn faster. And, and because this is an emergency and we need to learn the actual cause of the problem and we're going to actually address it at the root so that we can solve it once and for all. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. I hope, I hope you all learned something and I hope we're going to actually try and uh, take it as seriously as, as, as it requires for, for the sake of our kids. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah.